Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast. It is podcast number 52. Um, back here on a Sunday joining you. And after a very busy night of hockey, we have a lot to talk about. Very and busy. Two nights of hockey, really. On- honestly, yes. Yeah. Two nights of hockey and some really, really good games all around. Yeah, so, really. Uh, lots to discuss. Mm-hmm. Usually we do the... Uh, my name's Neil, by the way. This is Brent. Hi, I'm Brent. to do the introductions. Pleased to meet you. Uh, usually we do the game recaps soon or early into the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to do something a little bit different this time, and I want to just get, get some stuff that I really want to talk about. Boom. I've been waiting days to talk about this stuff. Okay. The wow. first one's about fighting. Uh, okay. Okay. Now, I had a discussion with one of the Patreon members, and he uh, showed me a site where it shows all of the statistics when it comes to fighting, and specifically team statistics. Right. Do you know who in the league or what team in the league has the most fighting majors? I uh, honestly have no idea. Okay, so these statistics are are as of Saturday morning. So they do they do not include last night's games. Okay. Number one is the New York Rangers with nine. Really? Boston is number two All right. with seven. Buffalo with six and number three. Nashville is actually tied with Buffalo with six. And in fifth place, Anaheim has five. Huh. Now, if you look at the other end, the teams with the least amount of fighting majors, what, what teams do you think will be in that bottom five? Uh, bottom five, I would yeah. say uh, teams that are a little more delicate, uh, Carolina. Uh, yes, actually, Carolina is in the bottom five. I would say Florida. No. Tampa. Uh, yes, Tampa Bay is in there. All right. Well done. Um, hmm. <laughs> uh, difficult. Like, it's certainly, I'm not going to guess Calgary, Calgary or Edmonton with their bruisers skating around the ice. Correct. I wouldn't guess Vancouver either. Correct. Uh, out west, maybe the Kings. Incorrect. Uh, anyway. Uh, there's one team with no fights so far this year. No fights. As of yesterday morning. Arizona. Arizona, yes. <laughs> yes, they have zero. <laughs> really? And 27th is Pittsburgh with two. Okay. 28th is Tampa Bay with two. 29th is Carolina with one. 30th is the Toronto Maple Leafs with one. Really? And Arizona's in 31st with zero. Hmm. Who thought, thought that was really interesting. There was A, a mm-hmm. team has no fights yet this year. Wow. Is that a good or a bad thing to you? I, I don't really know. Because I, <laughs> I know you like fighting in the I game. I do like fighting. I think that... I think it's a bad thing because mm-hmm. it's nice to see a fight every once in a while just to show that your team is ready to go. Like okay. whether it happens at the, in the middle of the game or at the beginning of the game, it just it provides energy to the rest of the team. It does. So it's not so much about the fight itself, it's about what the fight means. Yeah, it's about yeah. the it's about thickening of the plot of the game. Things get more interesting after a fight. They, they definitely do. It There is no other event in a hockey game, short of a goal maybe, but there's no other non-scoring event in a hockey game that can change the pace and change the momentum in a game more than a real dust-up like that. I agree. Even like yeah. power plays can have a, a big impact on a game, but I think in my opinion a fight has a bigger impact on a game, mm-hmm. just in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, uh, next up, uh, some rumors out there for you. Nylander... I don't care. I don't care about talking about Nylander anymore. The Toronto media has just gone ham about it. So at this point, I honestly don't care what happens with Nylander because I'm so sick of hearing about it, and I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Right on. Works for me. That's the last you'll hear from me. Lovely. Uh, Panarin 
is once again in the rumors a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I believe, and from what I've read on the internet and the discussions that I've had with other people, the Islanders are going to be a huge player to try and get Panarin. Makes sense. It it does, because he would fit in so well on that team. They've got a big hole to fill, still. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although they're playing pretty pretty well. Um, yeah, they are. With Tavares leaving and stuff. Did you hear about the fine? The fine for Roussel? Roussel. I did. Did you see the clip of it? I did. Isn't that strange? It was very strange. Because when I first saw the clip, I thought that it was the grab of the hand on the ear, on Roussel's ear, that was the, the offense. Then I realized it wasn't. It's just a fist up against next yeah, against his head. Yeah, just kind of pushing against the ear. And then I saw the, the chomp. Um, yeah. So that's the maximum they're allowed to find. Five five thousand. Yeah. Five thousand. So it might have been more than that if the maximum were more than that, right? Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, is that is that suspension worthy? The the panelists on the hockey game coverage that night thought it was. I think it. I think it would be I think based on reputation. And Roussel doesn't have that great of a reputation. He's a pretty, no. I don't want to say dirty player, but he's a he walks the line. Mm-hmm. So if I was in charge, I probably would have given him a one-game suspension. But if it was someone like, I don't know, if it was Ryan Suter from Minnesota, probably wouldn't give him a suspension just because he doesn't have that history of mm-hmm. walking the line. So Now, what about Brad Marchand, who's got a history 100%. of licking? So and he's a, he bit someone's ear the other day. Didn't he bite someone's ear? Uh, it rings a bit of a bell, yeah. I thought for sure he bit someone's ear yeah. last year or the year before. So he definitely would get one. Oh, absolutely. I, I think Roussel should have as well. It's, it's, there's, a, there's all kinds of badness here. It, it just says bad things about the game. It's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a human bite, you won't get rabies from it, but you can get stuff. You can, you can get stuff. You can get stuff. Hashtag get stuff <laughs> from a human bite because there's all kinds of bacteria flying around in there. Yeah. And uh, and with all the sweat and stuff. Uh, just, why? I just don't understand it. Like, I just don't get it. Whatever. <laughs> I don't either. Anyway, I just want to talk about those quick three things um, before we get into the game recaps. And now I'd like to talk about the game recaps. You okay with that? Sure. And the Roussel bite was actually on Friday, not it was. Saturday. Yep. And uh, I didn't go down the whole uh, history of that game, but... Uh, he, he, that was the, I think the second time he got a penalty uh, in the game. The first one was just more of a hockey play. He was upset that game. <clears throat> he was yeah. very upset. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the Friday night games, the Jets played Minnesota, and Minnesota had an unbelievable comeback there in that third period. It was incredible. Uh, scored four goals and won the game. Edmonton lost to Anaheim uh, 2-1 in overtime with a very interesting play from the Anaheim Ducks. A very sneaky line change. That was amazing. Uh, it was amazing. It's almost like a football play or something. Like it's just it. Yeah. Uh, sometimes there's sneaky plays in football like that, and you don't see it in hockey. Very like very rarely you see it in hockey. But <clears throat> basically, in overtime, someone went into the bench on one end, and the player came off the bench on the other end, and basically got a pretty much a breakaway from it. Now we've so. seen this play before. We have actually in yes. the 2014 Olympics. Yes. The team from Latvia who was coached by Ted Nolan at the time, mm-hmm. you may recall. And their goalie at that time was, um, oh, um, 
this guy, Christers Gudlevskis was okay. the goalie, and he was unreal. Oh, yeah, it was against Canada. It was against Canada. Yeah. And he was just, he was standing on his head. He had like 49 saves or something crazy like that. It was yeah. nuts. Canada ended up winning the game. Carey Price was in that for Canada. Yeah, they barely won, though. You know who scored the winning goal? Uh, no. Shea Weber. Did he really? He did. <laughs> but that was an amazing game because Ted Nolan pulled a trick, and the same thing that Anaheim did. It's it's overtime, folks. You've got three players on each side, plus the, the goalie back in the net. And Anaheim iced Getzlaff, Silverberg, and Montour. And the play went in the Anaheim end. Silverberg went off. Of course, you reverse direction. So you're playing from the, the wrong end of the ice. Exactly. In, the, in the fourth, all the even periods, you have the long chain. Yeah. So Silverberg goes to the near bench right at the red line. Meanwhile, Ricard Raquel comes out the other bench on the blue line, and he's already behind yeah. <laughs> uh, the defenseman, gets the puck, goes in and scores. Yeah. And it was a fantastic play and awesome. smart, well, well done. Mm. Uh, the next game was <clears throat> against uh, was Montreal against Buffalo, and Buffalo won 3-2 into overtime, mm. continuing their streak up to not, uh, eight games at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Louis uh, beat Nashville 6-2. to two. So uh, after that coaching change, they get in that, that win column a little bit. Ottawa was 4. Dallas was 6 in the final game. Dallas had 54 shots in that game. Good grief. I think they had 43 after two periods or something just ridiculous. Like, no team should be getting 54 shots in a game. <laughs> like, if you get above 30, you're... Yeah. Approaching the higher end of av- of of average and and fifty four shots is crazy. Yeah, that's almost two games worth of shots. Yes, really. Ten ten shots a period is the standard. Typically, teams will end up with about thirty shots apiece in a regular end to end hockey game. Yeah, and forty shots is out- outrageous. Fifty is just off the charts, and fifty four is otherworldly. Yeah, most teams yeah. average between like the, I think it's like twenty six <clears throat> and thirty three. Yeah. And anyway, that's crazy. Any, any, I mean, it's 6-4. They, it's not like they were out of the game or anything. It was a close game, but still, wow. Uh, Saturday's games. Oh, no, was, no, no, no. We're not done Friday. Did I miss one? Well, did you miss one? Friday? <laughs> There's only one team that didn't play on Friday. Oh, I only wrote down the one that I was interested in. <laughs> <laughs> because it's uh, Thanksgiving weekend in the U.S., even though Friday itself is technically not a full-blown holiday, it's yeah. considered a holiday by practically everybody because they, they make a four-day weekend out of it, Thanksgiving on a Thursday. We talked about this last week. Hmm. Well, the NHL decided to have games basically everywhere they possibly could. Yeah. The only reason all the teams didn't play is because there's an odd number of teams. Mm. And one team didn't play. Do you know the one team that didn't get to play on Friday? Uh, Everybody else played except one team. Hmm. And they're probably sitting back in their apartment going, what's wrong with us? <laughs> Tampa Bay? No, they played. I have no idea. The LA Kings didn't play. Oh, I thought the Kings played Vancouver. No, no. The Vancouver uh, uh, Canucks, they played down in California, but it was against um, the uh, San Jose Sharks. All right, LA played <laughs> Vancouver last name. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, so there were actually 15 games, which is the most you can possibly have on an NHL day. You see, here's here's what happened. I made these notes yesterday morning. Right. So I had <laughs> forgot that I was only picking certain games to talk about versus <laughs> writing them all down. So that's that's where it happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can go through um, the rest of the scores if you'd like, if you have them. I do. Pardon me. I. What's going on? I'm, I'm having a phlegm issue. But... Uh, 
<laughs> Some people call it phlegm, but anyway, because there's a silent G in phlegm. Oh, yes. Anyway, uh, I should be okay as long as I don't push it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, in that game where Roussel took a bite out of uh, Mark Edward Vlasic, Vancouver ended up losing that game for nothing. Yes. Uh, Winnipeg and Minnesota played, and it was a 4-2 win for Minnesota. Uh, that's the game where I showed you the quick highlight, I think, yesterday, where Lowry and Erickson X started their tussle along the boards, and then eventually... Nick Sealer got pushed in to the oh, bench. Oh, yes, yes. It was a big brawl. <laughs> a big brawl inside the bench. That was amazing. That was really cool. Right in the Winnipeg bench. They were everywhere. Who was upset about that last? Was it Don Cherry that was upset about that? Or ah, someone was I upset yeah. that, that that happened. And I really liked that. I was, that was amazing. I was very happy <laughs> to, to see that. So. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, and, and there were a few others. There was an interesting, noteworthy game, Colorado-Arizona. Colorado won the game 5-1. And there was an interesting uh, thing that happened. Uh, on one single penalty, J.T. Comfer scored two yes. shorthanded goals on Arizona against Arizona. And interestingly enough, they were both scored in, by the same guy in the same penalty, which is really weird. The other thing is we're over a quarter of the way into the season, and Arizona had not surrendered a shorthanded goal all year so far until that one penalty, and they gave up two. Oh, wow. <laughs> which is a little crazy. Jeez. Yeah, so I, I thought that was noteworthy. Mm. But just in a broad way, rather than going through all the scores, um, all seven Canadian teams were in action that night. All seven Canadian teams lost. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Three of those seven Canadian teams had third-period leads that they blew. Wow. And... Out of the possible 14 points that those Canadian teams could have gotten, they ended up with two. Wow. So that was sad. That's crazy. But it's the American holiday. I guess. So we're just being good Canadians, That's being right. good neighbors. That's right. We let you win. Even Yeah, even the two points we got, the Americans actually got, you know, we had two single one-point yeah. uh, results. The Americans got two points out of both of those games. <laughs> yeah. So of the 14 points American teams could have gotten on the Canadian teams, they got 14. Exactly. <laughs> so we're just being really good neighbors and happy Thanksgiving. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, anything else? No, I'm good. All right, Saturday. Yeah. Uh, the first game was, it was only, I think, one afternoon game, Washington versus the Rangers. Yes. Uh, Washington won 5-3. to three. Holy. The New York Rangers, uh, times in that game were just standing still, puck watching. It's like they took notes from the Montreal Canadiens. And like, hmm, what team is the biggest puck watching team in the NHL? It's, okay, that's Montreal. Let's watch some tape yeah, and see. Let's how do what do. they do. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the Rangers had to lead there two nothing in that game, and uh, they fought back eventually and tied it three three after Washington had already come back and made it three two, but Washington was just too strong and um, mm-hmm. they lost it. And because there were a lot of back to back games going on over the weekend, uh, teams had to decide whether to put their A goalie in on Friday or on Saturday. Because yes. most of the same teams played on Saturday, not against each other again. So Washington had Copley in that. Yes, they did. And he won. And the Rangers had Yorgiev. Yorgiev. Which we, <laughs> we just like guy. saying it. Uh, Ovechkin got his 17th goal in that game. He. And, and for a very brief moment in time, was leading the league in scoring. Uh, very brief, yeah. And then something else happened and, uh, later, yeah, which we'll, we'll talk about. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. <laughs> um, actually, we'll talk about it right now because the next game on my list is Winnipeg versus St. Louis. Winnipeg won 8-4, and Line A got five goals. Five goals. Five goals. That's crazy. Do you know the last player to, to do that? Um, Hasn't happened in eight years. Yeah, it was in 2011. I forget who did it, but... Uh, I forget who did it, too. <laughs> There's only one other person... Besides the person who did it in 2011, I think it was 
was it Franz Nielsen? Something like that. Anyways, there's only one other player to do that since <clears> 1997, <throat> 98, other than Line and this other, this guy. other guy. Do you know who it is? <laughs> no, I don't. Ilya Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, so uh, that game, St. Louis had some of the worst defensive coverage I've ever seen, ever. And Johnson didn't play well, but there were so many giveaways, so yeah. many defensive lapses. That was probably the worst defensive game I've seen St. Louis play in a very long time. And that's all I got to say about that game. Bingo. You you have spoken. I have spoken. <laughs> well, it was a it was a I guess Johnson eventually got tagged with the loss in that. But did he start the game for the Blues? He started the game. He let in uh, six goals, and then they brought then they in put Allen. Allen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think Allen made uh, Allen had eleven shots. He made nine saves. So cool. um, Philadelphia played Toronto. Toronto absolutely destroyed Philadelphia six nothing. Uh, Johansson got uh, hat trick. Almost a natural, almost hat-trick. a natural hat trick. Except Patrick Marlowe had to screw it up. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, but Pickard was not good at all. Philadelphia looked tired. They looked slow and tired, like they're just like one hand. A lot of one handed stick waving around. Giroux mm-hmm. was kind of doing that near the blue line a little bit. Uh, Toronto looked, Toronto looked amazing. They were so fast and stuff. Uh, it looked great. And so. and Sparks got a shutout. And Sparks and Pickard, of course, were teammates in the Marlies last year. Yeah, and they won the, the Calder Cup. Right? Yeah. The, so that's yeah, so. It, it's a good news, maybe not quite so good news story. <laughs> but yeah. someone from the Marlies was going to have a good night last night. Yeah. And uh, right. it ended up being Sparks. That's right. Uh, Boston played Montreal. Boston won 3-2. The inconsistency of Montreal is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The, it took so many bad penalties, absolutely no finish. Uh, I felt like Boston was just kind of patient with Montreal, just letting Montreal kind of do, do their their little games and stuff, and 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 just waited and waited and waited for Montreal to shoot itself in the foot, exactly, which it, which it did right on like schedule. Mon- like Boston yeah. played that game really, really smart. Mm-hmm. It didn't really look at look like it at times, but I think they almost did it on purpose. They kind of they tried to protect the lead a little bit on on purpose to let Montreal kind of get back in the game and then strike back fast, and that's what they did. They did, and it was Jonathan Drouin. You, you love him and you hate him all in the same game. He scored the first goal for the comeback because Boston was ahead 2 nothing in the third. Yeah. And Drouin made a, a beautiful blue line right down to the other end. Yep. A single-handed play and got it behind Rask somehow. I don't still don't know how that puck went in, but because it, it took another three seconds to get past Rask after Drouin. I thought Andrew shot, <clears throat> shot, it, shot it in after that. Initially I did too, but he never touched it. Hmm. Anyway, it was a, a great, fantastic goal. It was a highlight reel play. And then not too long after that, uh, Thomas Tatar got a beautiful pass from Shaw and uh, buried that. And it was 2-2. And it's like, wow, here we are. The third period, Montreal played a really good game. They did. And then Drouin struck again in the other side of the, the, the equation by cross-checking uh, uh, Bacchus, I yeah, think Bacchus, it was. Yeah, Bacchus, in the face, and he ended up with a four-minute minor. Guess what? Boston scores with three minutes left in the game, and they win the game yeah. 3-2. Montreal deserved to lose that game. They did. They they did deserve to lose it, especially based on their first and second period play. Mm-hmm. They definitely uh, deserved to lose it. And they redeemed themselves in the third quite nicely. There's a lot of things I liked about Montreal's game in the third. Yep. Uh, take that Drouin penalty away. Everything else was really pretty solid. Mm-hmm. They've got Shea Weber coming back this coming week. Uh, that should settle things down a bit more. So I'm liking what I'm seeing to a point. I even like the Buffalo game to a point uh, on Friday night. I agree. 
Uh, but just, just no finish. Just no finish. And that's they just need to find a way to play good hockey in that last five minutes of a game. Yeah. But they didn't. And uh, I, I thought that one of the best players on the ice uh, on both sides was Tuka Rask. He was amazing. He, was, he made some, some unbelievable saves. So uh, great to see him get his, I believe, sixth win in a row in Montreal. Mm-hmm. That's what they said. Uh, so it's good, good on him. Yep. Next game was the Buffalo-Detroit game. Buffalo won 3-2, and uh, Skinner and that Buffalo team continue to play like, I'll say it, a Stanley Cup contender. It's, I can't believe it, but guess what? Guess what team is on the far left of the shot here in this uh, background? The Buffalo Sabres, who currently, as we're filming this, hold first place in the NHL. The entire league. The first time since 2006, 2007, I believe, when they started that season winning uh, 10 games in a row. Their franchise record is 10 games in a row. They're at nine right now, nine wins in a row. They can tie it, I believe, I can't remember who they play next, but they can tie it and then have the opportunity, obviously, to set a franchise record. Uh, Allmark last night was was crazy. Some of the saves that he was making last night was just unreal. Um, so happy for Buffalo. So happy for their fans. Uh, that's a fun. That's a fun team to watch, guys. That's a like if you haven't watched any Buffalo recently, you have to watch them, uh, especially on the power play. That's a top-notch power play. So it's it's a joy. They're hosting San Jose on Tuesday night. Tuesday night. There that's the go. next game. Make sure so. you guys watch that game. That's probably. Actually, probably going to be a pretty good game. It, they are so much fun to watch. And Skinner is it's just lights out. Yeah. I always thought he was a great player when he was with Carolina. And to see him in Buffalo is... What's wrong? I'm just waiting to say something. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were... No. <laughs> you're looking at me as if, what did he say that for? No, I'm just waiting to say something. <laughs> okay. I think he's the best skater in the NHL. He's quite something Because else. he used to be in figure skating. Really? Some, a lot of people don't know that. But there's actually footage of him... As a figure skater out there on YouTube, you can find it. And uh, he, he did that before he played in the NHL, so good on him. For... I remember back when you were in minor hockey, we had you in uh, power skating. Power skating. Which was, I think, basically, taught by the figure skating coach, was basically right? figure skating, yeah. but with hockey skates on. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that made me a really good skater. If mm-hmm. it, like I, I wouldn't have been the hockey player that I was. Not that I was good, but I wouldn't have been the no, hockey player that I was without power skating, so... Uh, makes a difference for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chicago played uh, Florida, and Chicago won five four in overtime. Did you see when they scored that tying goal to send it to overtime? Uh, no. Zero point zero eight seconds left. Oh no, really? I didn't see that. No. To send it to overtime, and then they won. <clears throat> uh, but on the Florida side of things, I think Hoffman is the best thing to happen to Florida in a very long time. He's incredible. He's having a great year. And like not a lot of people are talking about it, including us. This is like mm-hmm. probably the first time we've mentioned it so far. Yeah. I've kind of been just waiting for him to slow down a little bit, but he really hasn't slowed down that much. He's been playing really well, so that's very positive news for the Florida Panthers. Uh, and a very important win last night for for Chicago, to, yeah. a, a team that's that's been pretty inconsistent the past basically sixteen months. Mm-hmm. And uh, last night was I think last night's win will go a long way for team. Uh, camaraderie and uh, growing chemistry and stuff. They, that was a big, big win for Chicago. They really needed that win. They were behind 4-2 in that third period started. Yes, they were. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big comeback. Good for them. Yeah. 
Uh, Carolina <laughs> played the Islanders, and the Islanders won 4-1. Grice was unbelievable. He, that team really proves how good it can be with good goaltending. Like, some teams have, they're kind of like Montreal back in 20, I think it was 2014. Not the best team, but got amazing goaltending and mm-hmm. had success because of it. Some teams have really good teams, but not that great goaltending. Philadelphia is an example of that. Mm-hmm. When you get good goaltending and good play up front, uh, you can really see what a team can do. And last night was a good example from the Islanders. They, yeah. they played really well. Uh, Grace was great. The Columbus and Pittsburgh game, Pittsburgh continues to dominate Columbus uh, in and out of the playoffs. For some reason, Columbus just always has has a lot of trouble with Pittsburgh. I don't know what it is. It's kind of like when uh, Montreal plays New Jersey. Montreal always has a really hard time beating New Jersey. Yeah. And it's kind of like that with Columbus and Pittsburgh. It's a strange thing. Crosby and Gensel had great chemistry. They, they combined for two goals. Uh, Crosby... <laughs> With some unbelievable assists. Well, more more than two. Gensel got a hat trick. Yeah, but I don't think Crosby. Oh, I see. He yeah, didn't. But he was on two of them. He was on two of them. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So yeah. the, the first no look pass. Yeah, I, I did see. I that. don't like no look passes, but Crosby makes so many, hundred percent perfect no look passes. He's allowed to do it. <laughs> Everyone else in the league isn't yeah, allowed to. Especially do it. Jonathan Drouin. Espe- do not do. Especially Jonathan Drouin. No. <laughs> uh, Dallas played Colorado. Colorado won three two with a late push. And uh, that top line continues to do great things uh, for Colorado. And on both sides, really, their Dallas's top line um, was really good, contributing as well. Goaltending was good on both sides. And, that and J- JT Comfer scored in that game, too? He did, yeah. He did. <laughs> <laughs> San Jose played Vegas. Vegas won six to Donut. Yeah. And San Jose is, man, that was a frustrating game to watch. They, I'm not sure. Did you watch any of that game? I did not. San Jose was standing still so often. Brent Burns was, like, there's one specific goal where Brent Burns was just kind of, like, looking around and the pass went behind him. It's just a very frustrating game to watch if you're a San Jose fan. Uh, ter- terrible coverage. Dell wasn't that great either. He's letting some pretty bad goals. And Vegas got their second shutout in a row, or should I say more specifically, Marc-Andre Fleury got his second shutout in a row. Uh, I think he is... I think, he's, I think he won all four games this week, if I'm not mistaken, wow. that he played. I'm pretty sure I have some notes on that later, but I've, just off the top of my head, I think he won all four games. And lead, four leading games. scorer on Vegas in that game was? Max Pacioretty. Two goals. Yep. And now he's up to eight. He Is he up to eight? I thought he was up to nine. Uh, eight according to oh, my, cool. Good uh, for him. my my information sources. Uh, yeah, so uh, Vegas is starting to play pretty well. That's actually why I, why I wore the Vegas jersey and Vegas hat. starting to play well. Mm-hmm. Or they had a good week. Vancouver played uh, Los Angeles. Vancouver won 4-2. Both teams just giveaways and standing still. It was a, it was a very frustrating game to watch on both sides from from, from what I saw. I didn't didn't watch a lot of this game, but when I did tune in, a lot of standing still, a lot of one arm stick waving. Uh, so I'm sure those teams, even though like, even though Vancouver won, I'm sure they got a good talking to after that game. Vancouver has now played 26 games, and they have 24 points. But of those 26 games. 17 have been on the road. Wow. Yeah. 17, huh. only nine at home. So they've played two-thirds of their games so far on the road. And I think there was other things scheduled for the Vancouver Arena, so I think it's on purpose. But Vancouver has got a lot of home games coming up. Yes, they do, As yeah. they wind up the season or get into the third, fourth, and uh, third and fourth halves of the seasons. Mm. Or not third and fourth halves. 
Yeah, they're more than two halves, people. <laughs> I meant quarters. Um, so Vancouver, they're not in the playoff picture at the moment, but they're knocking on the door. Yeah. And they've got a lot more home games coming up than any other team in the league. Like the next highest team for road games has got like 14 or something. Hmm. So Vancouver's way up there. Interesting. So uh, it's nice to see them get one on the road because they've had a rough couple of weeks. Yes, yes, they have. Ooh. They have, unfortunately. Yeah. L.A. got an interesting goal, though, from uh, Matt Luff, uh, rookie. Uh, that was a nice goal. It was a beautiful goal, was, too. He skated down the, the right-hand side and just, and, and timing and he everything. He did the fake shot and then the, a yeah. pull to the other side, then a pull to the other side. And Showed great it. patience. Yeah, it was a really good goal. And that's his third straight goal in a, in a game. So oh, he's got, really? he got the goal in the game before and the one before that. So all of a sudden, he comes right out of nowhere. He was a, a star uh, in the OHL, but mm-hmm. he was never drafted. He's 21 years old. No one ever drafted him. And they, L.A. just picked him up uh, as a free agent, just gave him a chance, and all of a sudden, wow. boom, he's lighting the lamp. So That's awesome. Good, good for, for him. him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, today's games, Calgary plays Arizona. Would you like to make a prediction on that game? I'm going to predict Calgary, but I tell you, my, did you check our predictions from last week? Oh, they were bad. They were terrible. Yeah, they, were really <laughs> they were terrible. <laughs> they were real bad. So I'm predicting Calgary. So if you're an Arizona fan, you can take it easy. You guys are probably going to win tonight. I did. I went 70% last night. Uh, I was predicting on our Discord server for the first time. Uh, so I, got, I got seven right, I got three, three That's wrong. That's actually pretty good. And this game is, it, even though it's the Sunday night game, usually, it's not Sunday night this time. It's an afternoon game because in Canada, our Super Bowl is going on. Yes. Our Grey Cup. Cup. So that's happening this evening, and therefore, the normal evening hockey game that they try yeah. to carry on Hockey Night in Canada comes back into a... You're going to watch that, eh? Probably, yeah. yeah. The, the Grey Cup or the hockey? Uh, both. Uh, I'll watch the hockey. I'm not so sure about the football. Why? Because Montreal isn't in it? Well, <laughs> yeah, that, that's something I'm getting used to. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, maybe. The Grey Cup games are always interesting. I will t- I will flip in once in a while. Yeah. If it's close, I'll probably hang in. The last quarter, I'll likely will watch if it's within 10 points. Mm-hmm. But if it's another blow away, I probably won't bother. All right. Yeah. Uh, the next game is New Jersey versus Tampa Bay. Uh, any predictions for that? Hmm. I it's pretty hard to bet against Tampa Bay. I'm going to bet on Tampa Bay as well. Yeah. Anaheim versus Nashville. Uh, Nashville. I'm going to Anaheim. Are you? Yep. I'm going to Anaheim. Uh, Nashville is eight three and zero at home and eight three and one on the road. Anaheim or uh, yeah, Anaheim is not that great on the road. I think they're three six and one or something like that. But I got a good feeling about Anaheim tonight. Really? I got a, Yeah, I got a real good feeling. So. I'm not taking the, the typical choice here. I'm going with Anaheim, feeling good. All right. Probably going to be wrong. It's okay. Mm. Uh, in the last game, Edmonton versus L.A. It's pretty hard to bet in favor of L.A. these days. Yeah, they haven't um, been played that great at home. And, they're 2-8-1. Uh, yeah, and they're playing back-to-back games. They played last night, and here's Edmonton coming into town. Uh, I think I think it's an Edmonton win, but uh, I do as what well. do I know? I am picking Edmonton as well. Mm-hmm. There goes my first sheet. My second sheet, uh, wow. streaks. Okay. We already know who's in the winning column here. Buffalo on Buffalo wins. Buffalo at nine. Absolutely. Washington with five in a row. Colorado with four in a row. Wow. Vegas with three in a row. And uh, on the losing side of things, I only talk about teams above two. There's only two teams who have lost three or more games in a row. Do you know who those teams are? Uh, there's more than two, but... Uh Montreal's lost four in a row now. Montreal's lost four in a row. Ottawa's lost three. And so has Florida. They've, they've lost. lost three in a row? Yeah. 
<clears throat> One of them must be in overtime. Oh, maybe, yeah. 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 Uh, players and goalie of the week. You want to take a guess who my player and goalie of the week is? I'm going to – well, I would guess Patrick Lyonet. Patrick Lyonet is my player of the week. Because not only did he just get five goals last night, he has 11 goals in four games. 11 goals in four games and no assists. <laughs> <laughs> 11 goals in four games. What the frig? He's a greedy young man, isn't he? He is. Yeah. <laughs> good for him. Yeah, very good for him. Goalie, I think you'd go with MAF, wouldn't you? I have gone with Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah. yeah, four games played, four wins, uh, 9.57 safe percentage. Wow, that's good. 1.23 goals against average. That's really good. I he was my he's gonna be, He is my goalie of the week, but it would be criminal of me not to say another goalie here. Braden. Holpe. Do you know his stats this week? I have no idea. Three games played, three wins, .968 save percentage, higher than Marc-Andre Fleury, and 1.11 goals against average, also higher than Marc-Andre Fleury. But since Marc-Andre Fleury played one more game and also mm-hmm. had two shoutouts in the week, I decided to give it to him. But Braden Holpe had an awesome week, too. Wow. I definitely wanted to mention that. Good for him. Uh, now is the segment where we take your <laughs> questions. Uh, we have one submitted question this week. And if you if you want to submit a question to our podcast and be on the show, all you need to do is film yourself asking an NHL or hockey-related question and email it to me at postpostshow at gmail.com, and you will be on our show. So uh, we only have one question this week. Let's have a listen. All righty. Hey, Post to Post. I'm Shane or uh, Wolf XP in the comment section. I've been around for, like, I'd say a year now, maybe a year and a few months. Hopefully you remember me, but I have three quick questions about uh, my three favorite teams. Number one, the Rangers. Uh, you were talking about the captaincy with them in the last podcast. And Brent, you believe, I believe you said Stahl. And uh, Neil, you said Mika Sabanajad. And I love Mika Sabanajad. I'm wearing his jersey at the moment. But uh, I think, what do you think about uh, Zuccarello getting the captaincy? I know he's a UFA, but as all, I'm speaking for a lot of Rangers fans here. We all want to see him come back. We don't want him to see him dealt at the deadline. So what do you think about him getting the captaincy? Number two is the Minnesota Wild. Do you think Ryan Suter is a potential Hall of Fame defenseman? And uh, three is the Calgary Flames. Do you think they're uh, a real deal, like the real deal uh, playoff contender at all this year? And uh, see ya. All right, Jane, thank you so much for the uh, questions. We really appreciate that. And thanks awesome. for, for watching and watching for long as, as long as you have. You really, really appreciate that. Love long-time viewers. So your first question was about Zuccarello, and uh, would we consider him to be the captain for the Rangers? Uh, honestly, 100%. Sure. 100%. Uh, you mentioned he was UFA coming up. Uh, I think that will be rectified pretty soon. I can't imagine that they'd want to get rid, of, get rid of or part ways with Zuccarello, so I fully suspect that he'll stick around. If he does, I would absolutely consider him to be a contender for captaincy. I agree. In my, I, in my opinion. I don't watch him closely uh, at all. However, I would never withhold a captaincy just because somebody happens to be an unrestricted free agent, uh, especially if you're hoping to sign them again. I probably would. Is that right? Yeah, I would, I would hold off until something was set in stone. Um, but that's that's just a personal opinion. I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer there. I think it's just mm-hmm. kind of subjective. Uh, number two, you said, uh, is do we think is, is Ryan Suter Hall of Fame worthy? Hmm. 
I think it's a little bit too early to say. I want to see if he continues at the same pace he's, as he does. I think he's definitely going to be in the conversation. Uh, but I wouldn't say he's a shoe in it at this moment, but probably pretty pretty close. He's had a really good career. Um, so I'll say I'll say yes if he continues at the pace that he, he's continuing. He does a, he's a very good defensive defenseman um, and also contributes offensively as well. So I'll say yes. When you're on a team, unfortunately, uh, in his case, he was with Nashville before they got really good. And now he's been with Minnesota, and they they get in the playoffs. But when you're ta- when I think of Hall of Fame, I think of someone who can elevate their team to a championship. And that doesn't mean only Stanley Cup winners should qualify for the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, someone like a Marcel Dion has to be in the Hall of Fame, uh, even though they they did all of their work, yeah, in, in, you know, toiling in in the for a team that never got the Stanley Cup at the time. So it's not an absolute no. Uh, he's got really uh, tremendous uh, stats, and, and he's played big, big numbers all the time. He's always played like 82, 81, 79 games yeah. every year. He's quite the Iron Man. Um, he's a plus player. Uh, he's got good production on goals and assists both. Uh, I, think, I think he should be on the ballot, but it would depend... Uh, really on one year to the next as to whether he would have any chance of getting in. Uh, I think on any year that he's on the ballot, there will be other other people on the ballot that will be more natural choices. I agree. I th- he's not the type of player that's going to get out of or retire and then be in the Hall of Fame the next year, like Martin Brodeur. No. He's not that caliber of player. It'll be 10 to 15 years after his career that he'll be inducted, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I think. Yeah. Your third question was about the Calgary Flames and are they for real? I think that I think I feel almost the same way I did prior to the season starting. I I think they have a lot of potential. If they can get consistent, solid goaltending and play good defensive hockey, I I really do believe that this team has the potential to go very far in the playoffs. But the problem that I've seen, the problem that I thought that I would see and have seen so far is that they are a bit inconsistent in the defensive end and it's leading to some some mishaps and some losses so i i still think they're a contender for the playoffs for sure as far as it a stanley cup i'm going to say no probably at this point until i see a little bit more consistent play um but are they for real which i guess was your question i mean yeah they're for real as long as they can play to the caliber that we know that they can yeah they're for real I, I guess I would agree. I, I think they're definitely a playoff team, and they're already in a seating right now. Yeah. Uh, but I think there will be a playoff team when, when April comes around. I think they might even get through the first round. I don't see them having the kind of stamina that you need to have to go deep. It's a little early to say, though, because a lot of teams haven't traveled much lately. Calgary's got a great home record. They're only even on the road. Um, so when Calgary comes east and plays some games... There's a lot of parity in their division, so it's really hard to see how they measure up. Yeah, it's a weird division so far. It really is. So when they come east and get a lot more, there's teams they haven't played yet. There's quite a few teams, actually, they haven't played yet. So let's let that happen first to see how they measure up. But I wouldn't discount them altogether. Uh, Any team can go on a a surge, and we've seen it happen in the past. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it could be Calgary this year doing that surge. I don't see the ingredients there for that. I think Calgary's going to play 
going on as they have in the past so far, and they'll end up as a fourth or fifth level team, maybe top wild card spot yeah. uh, when it's all said and done, and they might do some damage in the playoffs. But I can't see them getting past the San Jose's and and the Vegas and, no, and Dallas. Like right now, Redick is winning them a lot of games. He is. He's and really something. They're having a bit of trouble scoring from certain players. James Neal isn't having the best season so far. Um, but yeah, that's... And, and it's illustrated, If I'm just looking at their division stats right now, when it comes to overall team plus minus, mm-hmm. there are only two teams in the Pacific Division who are plus teams on goals for and goals against. San Jose is plus one. Calgary's plus seven. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is minus. Interesting. Vancouver's like minus 17. Oh, wow. Uh, so Calgary actually, and that could be just all Riddick or just stronger yeah. defense. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's all I have on, from what I want to talk about, but I just want to make one note of things. Now, the jerseys behind us, those who are listening obviously can't see the jerseys, but we have uh, Buffalo, Nashville, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Minnesota, Colorado, Boston, and Washington. Do you notice that how many are from the Atlantic Division? There you go. Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Boston. Mm-hmm. Four of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, four of the eight teams are from the Atlantic Division. <laughs> yeah, not just the East, the Atlantic. And that seems to change every year. Really? Uh, the Pacific a couple of year, years ago was was just insane. The Central one year, we had uh, Chicago and St. Louis way up there. I think Minnesota was really good one year, uh, all the same year. And then uh, the Metropolitan, I think, was was it last year or the year before? Oh, yeah. Metropolitan was like the top five teams were in the top 10 or something like that in the league. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, this year it's the Atlantic. It's it's so strange how that works. It's and there's no rhyme or reason. It just it just happens. They can't explain it. It's just it is what it is. It is what it is. And of course, if you play more teams in your own division, yeah. And some of those teams are quite weak, then you are going to have an inflated point total. Yes. So it doesn't necessarily mean that all the teams are that good. It just means that they're feasting on teams that are not that good. <laughs> yeah, that's So true. It, it could be a bit of that at play here, too. Yeah. I've, in, similar to what you've done, what I did uh, and I often will do after almost any given night is I will take a look at what the playoff matchups would be mm-hmm. if everything froze today and who would play who. Yeah, we used to do those videos, and I still probably will. Uh, Sometimes, and that'd be a good idea. Yeah. Right now, Buffalo would play Montreal in the first round. Tampa Bay would play Toronto. Washington would play Boston. And Columbus would play the Islanders. I think that Washington-Boston series would be really good. That would be outstanding. Yeah, be great. In the West, San Jose and Winnipeg would match up. That'd be a good, that'd be a good one. Calgary and Anaheim. Oh, Here we go. <laughs> that'd be tough for Calgary. Nashville and Dallas. That would be a great that one. That would be something that to would, watch. That would spark a rivalry, I think. It sure would. And what I like the best about that is they're both in the same time zone, I think. Yes. So they're none of this West Coast staying up till midnight stuff. So I hope that series actually happens. I'd love to see that. Yeah. And then Minnesota and Colorado, which would be oh, another that would great be awesome. series. Yeah. yeah. So that's how things would pan out right now. Mm. But there's a lot of teams that are just on the cusp of being in the playoffs. They're not quite there. Like the Rangers and Carolina yeah, are close yeah. in the, on the uh, eastern side. And Vegas and Vancouver are very close on the western side. So these things will change. But there, there was an interesting stat, I think I relate it to you, of the 16 teams that are in the playoff contention on Thanksgiving weekend in the U.S., usually between 11 and 13 of those teams end up being in the playoffs. Yeah. So if you're one of the teams I just read out, there's a pretty good chance your team will be in the playoffs 
Uh, and there's going to be a few that surprise and move up. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Uh, that's all I have for wow. my list of stuff. Do you have anything? I don't. What kind of time are we looking at? Uh, I think it's around, I don't have my laptop in front of me because I don't need it anymore. Oh, no. Uh, but I think we're at least 40 minutes. I know that. Yeah, well, that's pretty good. We, uh, we don't want to go on too long. We filmed some videos prior to this. Yeah, so we've been at work here for quite a while. Yeah. One of the videos you'll see before this podcast and two you'll see after this podcast. And uh, it's good that this is a little bit shorter because I have three videos to edit for the second channel as well. So there's lots of content that's already filmed. I just need to sit down and, and uh, churn it out. So cool. good time to have a short podcast, I think, for, for a little bit. And last week's podcast was an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, that's excessive. So we, we'll we we'll balance this out a little bit. So yeah. We'd like to shoot for about an hour. Yeah, I usually shoot for about an hour. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's a nice medium. Yeah. So thanks, everyone, for watching on YouTube. If you are, uh, if you are not subscribed, if you could hit the subscribe button, that would be awesome. If you're listening on iTunes, uh, Google Play Music, any kind of podcatcher, whatever, however you're listening, uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, so thank you so much for watching and listening. Hope you're watching lots of hockey. Hope you're going to watch some hockey today specifically uh, of the four games. There should be... Should be some good matchups today to watch. Um, so keep an eye on those and mm-hmm. uh, enjoy your week of hockey. And we'll see you next Sunday for episode uh, 53. Wow, 53. Yeah. So have a good week. We'll see you then. Adios.